Well, we heard from Barrett Rood earlier in the program. Now delighted to be joined by Sean Becton, Oscar's tight end coach, joining us tonight. Congratulations. You got, you got an addition to your room. Tell me about this, this young man from Minnesota. <laughs> Chase Androff. Yeah. yeah very excited. He's a blocker. Very excited about him. He's, he's definitely that. He played one of the elite um, high schools up there, programs up there. Three-time state championship, two-time state championship, back-to-back, 6'5", 235-pound kid already. Uh, is not going to play basketball because he wants to focus in on trying to get, increase his uh, his weight lifting and size right now. Uh, so I'm really excited about him. He's got a lot of hidden talent. Uh, when I talk about hidden talent, uh, he didn't display because of the offense uh, what he can do in the passing game. Also, I've seen some him do some things in seven on seven over the summer. Uh, for some clips there that really has me excited about his potential. Has he been on your radar for a while? Yes. He's one of the, he was, he's, was one of the top guys we identified early on in the process. Uh, I knew we were only going to take one. Um, and when he did commit, his, his sister uh, started out her college career here. And then when COVID hit, she moved closer to home. So the family has had experience a lot. Uh, with Nebraska's uh, a business uh, program here. So that's one of the things that he wants to pursue. And the parents loved it when they came down when, when she was here. And obviously he followed suit when he came on his visit and really enjoyed it. And really did enjoy the camaraderie of the kids on the campus and the guys that he met and experienced. So that was a big factor in his decision to come here. I mean, Coach, you look at your room now and, man, You've got a giant. I mean, you you might be taller than the offensive line room <laughs> when you're looking around that room. I mean, yeah. you got Volklek, Fedoni, and now you bring in uh, Chase here. I mean, what what is it about the tight end position specifically that you're really excited about getting these bigger guys? I mean, is it the matchup issues? Is it the way that these all your guys are willing to throw their bodies in there? Like, what excites you about this 2022 room for your tight ends? Well, the length obviously is one of the measurables that I try to um, or to recruit two for. Um, I do like guys that are passionate about the game, which Chase is. Um, the guys we signed last year, Fedoni, uh, Rollins, uh, Carney, the, all those guys are passionate about the, about the football game, the game of football and getting better on a daily basis. Is Sometimes you go down just kind of taking a walk in the indoor, and then you'll see uh, Fedoni down there working, uh, A.J. Rollins in there, and Carney in there, those guys with the quarterbacks, you know, getting some extra balls up or hitting the sled. You know, those are the things that a lot of people don't know these kids are doing, and those are the type of mentality kids I like. Uh, when Chase told me he was gonna, not going to play basketball, he wanted to focus in on getting his strength levels up so he can compete on the next level, that kind of fits the mold of what I'm trying to build here and keep, keep going here uh, as a tight end, tight end room. You got to keep Jeremiah away from your guys because he's looking at Chase's frame and going, "I think he could be a tackle. Play I think he'd be an offensive tackle." I go, "Coach Beckett didn't like to hear that." <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I mean, Cam Jurgens came in as a tight end. He yeah. played really well for the offensive yeah. line. I mean, I'm just saying, Coach. I'm, I'm a I'm, I'm a team player, but I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I I love Cam. I've, I've sat in his home a couple times in the recruiting process. Uh, you just look at his body. You know, it was probably I knew he was probably going to end up growing out of that position. Uh, it was going to be hard for him to maintain the level uh, for speed and whatnot to play tight end and do all those things. And he's going to be a, a great pro anyway at, at uh, center or guard mm -hmm. or the next level. 
What was I? We, we, we were together on Sunday night at the team banquet. Uh, yep. What was it like coaching Austin Allen and name the team offensive MVP? Mm -hmm. Your thoughts about his career and what's ahead for Austin Allen? Yeah, it's been a joy. Um, long ride for him. Uh, a lot of highs, a lot of disappointments in, in some game situations. The kid played his tail off, obviously, this year. And it's a culmination of him working the my um, blueprint that I laid out for him when I first arrived here. And the kid got better and better, you know, every single year. First year he was he was tasked to try to put on 10 pounds, and he did that. The second year was tasked on trying to make sure he sustained blocks and, and, and drove through things, and, you know, he's done that. And then last year and the year before was pass route, trying to clean that up for him. And then last year was more or less because he had everything already settled in. Last year was him become more of a leader, and he followed – you know, the script that I laid out for him over the four years, and now he's in a position to where he's going to be very successful, and um, I'm really excited about it. We're, he's my guy for a, for a long time. All, all the kids that I coach that's playing on the next level, and then also those guys that get degree, I call them my kids, and he's always going to be there for me, and I'm going to be there for him, you know, with every endeavors he's got uh, going forward. But his, his future is bright. I've already talked to some, some coaches out there uh, when they get to know him, I told them when they get to know him and, and sit down and talk to him personally and get around him and see how intelligent he is, he's going to be able to play more than one position for him and he's going to do all the intangibles to be successful on the next level. Coach, been a wild last month here um, for the coaching changes and everything on the offensive staff, you mm -hmm. being the last one here. How's it been getting the new guys in the offensive staff room and kind of getting everything put together for the 22, 22 season as everyone's kind of starting to trickle in here? It's been great. Uh, Contact closure Whipple, number one. Uh, being the local break start. leader now on our side of the ball. Um, we're excited about it. We've been doing a little bit of meeting here lately, um, last couple of days when we all got back into the office. and um, He's got a great football mind. Um, obviously, he's got a huge playbook. Um, obviously, him and Coach Frost has got to kind of get together on and try to merge some things that, I mean, you got two really, really very talented offensive minds coming together to uh, establish a great offense. And um, the coaches, Raiola, that we brought in and Coach Joseph that we brought in uh, really, really have the passion, passion for the game. And you could see uh, the kids in the hallways just clamoring to meet the new coaches. And that's a positive sign for me, knowing that uh, things are headed uh, in the right direction for the 22 season. Our first name out of the gate today was Victor Jones, the lone Floridian in this class. I'm sure you've spent some time with Victor. Yeah, I've been recruiting him since he was a ninth grader. <laughs> uh, so very excited about him that, you know, we end up, we offered him down at UCF, and then obviously we moved up here. Uh, we stayed in contact with him. His, uh, his coach, high school coach there, uh, um, I was somewhat of his mentor, Doug Gaber, played for me at UCF. Uh, Travis Gabriel was his head coach there. He's his brother. Um, mentored him and, and obviously coached his, his uh, brother. So it just was a natural uh, fit. Once the parents got him up here uh, during the season last year, they just fell in love with the, uh, the opportunity and being able to play big-time football and really, really advancing his career. And then when you heard that Mickey Joseph was going to be the receiver coach, that really cemented everything for him. Uh, a lot of people tried to get into him. He did uh, late to get him to flip. Uh, got to commend the kid. He didn't waver at all. You know, he closed the door on a lot of people, and we're excited to have him. He can do a lot for us. 
He can be a kick returner. He can be a punt returner. And he's a big, big kid. He's already almost close to 200 pounds and, and a runner, a track guy. You know, so those are the type of guys that we, we need to continue to bring in here and continue to get, allow those kids to, to de- develop into uh, great players. Everyone loves talking about the quarterback position. You got Richard Torres coming in here, big kid. I mean, right, big-time mold, big-time frame. With the departure of Adrian Martinez into the transfer portal, big question mark in that room. Do you, I mean, what do you like about this kid coming in, obviously coming off the injury, but what are some of the exciting things for this quarterback? Uh, he's got that, that swagger, that it factor. Um, a lot of times, for me, when I'm recruiting quarterbacks, I, I like to see uh, what the kid, what type of uh, – you, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at, look at Brady, those guys have a little bit of that it factor to them. Uh, Mackenzie Milton had that it factor. Uh, Richie Torres, when I first met him, he's got a little bit of flavor to him. What I call flavor, that means he's got some personality. Mm. Um, and kids, kids on, team, on the team love kids that have a little bit of flavor to them and personality about them. And those guys will tend to um, – be great leaders, and then other guys that kind of follow those guys. But Richie has a big arm, obviously, and he's got a tons of uh, athletic ability. So uh, I know what Coach uh, is going to do to him, Coach Whipple, once he gets him in here, along with the other guys, the young guys that we are currently have on our roster. I know Coach Whipple is going to get those guys ready to play and be to play at a high level. Came out earlier this week, Chancellor Brewington's going to come back. For another year. Yep. The fans loved his ability to block near the goal line. <laughs> Hard-nosed kid. Hard-nosed kid. That's all I can say about him. He, he came in, obviously, into my room when, when Travis went down, and he was I – did, I didn't believe early on that he could put his hand in the dirt. He obviously did, and he showed me in practice and kept showing me, and then we obviously put a package in for him down in the goal line, and he excelled at it, and – uh, we look forward to building more packages for him in the future. But a great kid, excited about him coming back. And um, I called him. He's over. He's already in Arizona. He's already done with school. So yeah, I kept in contact with him every week, just checking up on him. And uh, he, I'm excited that he's coming back. It just adds a little bit more to flexibility to our tight end room. You like those blocks down there? Oh, I mean, he melted people down there, dude. I mean, it was am- I, I can. I think it was Iowa. I heard it. Like I'm yeah. sitting on the sideline, and you see him hitting this dude. Just bends over backwards. I mean, but that's the kind of mentality you're talking about yeah. of the passion for the game. A guy that size-wise should never be able to do something like that, right. but because he's just putting his body in front of the game, mm-hmm. he's willing to do that. And guess what? That's infectious. You yeah. see, I mean, kids see that on the sideline and they go, wow, this guy's doing that. Like, everyone else wants to follow suit in that. Mm-hmm. The, one of the things, when we know we get down in the red zone, the whole sideline stands up <laughs> when they see Brewington going mm-hmm. in the game they, because they know it's getting ready to be some type of collision <laughs> uh, down on the goal line. So, in all the games that he participated in, uh, he graded out probably the highest out of the tight end room uh, as far as my, my grading scale for the few reps that he did have down on the goal line and then also in some of those early games. Uh, just a smart kid, very intelligent. Gave him a lot early on and he picked up on it and obviously you know, this spring is going to be huge for him and we can try to improve in some areas for him to, to uh, continue to help this football team. Fedoni, you got him in there late in the season for a couple games. Mm-hmm. Is he 
totally back in your mind, or is he still is he trusting himself now again with that leg? That leg's yeah, going to hold it's up. It's been a hard road for him because he he wanted to be out there, obviously. And then we had the little setback this spring. He's worked his tail back uh, again. He's one of those kids that you walk it in the indoor here. There he is, you know, in there, you know, unsolicited, and they're working. And he's going to be that way to his entire career here. He's just going to make himself into one of the best tight ends to play here. Uh, really excited about him. He wanted to get back out there on that field so bad, and he worked his tail off. And and I just told him it wasn't, you know, Austin and Travis was playing really well, and you know, wasn't really quite time for him to really, really step out there and, and take major reps. And you know, he's got to earn it. I want to make sure. You know, this spring here, he steps up and earns it. Um, obviously, uh, Travis is, is, is number one coming back, and, and now we need to find and see if Thomas can be the guy or A.J. Rollins or James Carney or Brewington or Ian Borkutcher, uh excuse me, Nate Borkutcher. Um, all those guys. He's the offensive lineman. He's in that yeah. room. And then, <laughs> and then you see where Hickman can, can be once he gets his body completely back healed up. So, um, you know, Thomas is going to be a big part of what we're doing, you know, obviously this spring, and he's going to have many opportunities to uh, improve, just like Austin did many years ago. If you continue to work hard and, and, and improve, you're going, to, you're going to end up getting the end results in the end like Austin Allen did. I use his name all the time. I wanted to kind of talk about this past season. I know you're not heavily involved, but the running back room this past year was, was kind of crazy. But the emergence of Ramir Johnson, I mean, mm -hmm. you talk about what you just laid out about guys that are earning it the right way each and every way. What can you say about Ramir and really his growth to kind of how he became RB1 this year? Yeah, I'm so proud of that kid there. He could have folded his tent. He could have transferred, jumped in the portal. He said, no, I'm going to work. I'm going to continue to work. I know my, my talents. I know my ability. I know my work ethic. And he just got an opportunity when some guys went down in the camp uh, earlier this year and really, really proved himself. And he just kept emerging himself. And Coach Frost said, well, hey, Ramirez improved quite a bit. And Coach Hale, Ramirez getting better. You can just see it as, as uh, training camp went along. And then I think at the back end of the spring, you kind of saw a little bit of it. But when he got it back to camp, you can tell he worked his tail off in the offseason because he knew exactly what, he, what we wanted out of him. Um, the explosion that came back as far as the confidence in him running with the football. For a smaller guy, he's just got a natural ability for strength levels. Um, and all the things that intangible as far as being able to catch the football, you know, we hadn't had a back that can do all those things. So those things made him more valuable. Uh, along with his work ethic. And, and again, there's a kid that was kind of written off a little bit, worked his tail off, and, and the rest is history. Now he's going to be one of our top guys and, you know, a big part of this offense. Talking to Coach Whipple yesterday, all he kept saying, you know, he saw a little bit of Gabe Irvin, um, and then he saw he, uh, 14. He was like, 14 keeps showing up, 14 keeps showing up. I'm like, yeah, he's, the kid has worked his tail off, and we're excited about him. And, Coach, it sounded like he was pretty big in Jaden Gould. They're yeah. from the same high school there in Jersey. Yeah. Sounds like he Ramirez was, was a big influence. He was huge on the, on the recruiting visits. Obviously, those guys kind of grew up together. And, you know, when you start building uh, the foundation of kids from great programs, a la, you know, Buford in Georgia, where you, you get the talent, same thing over there in Jersey. You get a high school kid that comes in doing well, he'll end up bringing a lot of other kids. And that's when you really, really get that pipeline and recruiting going.
Well, congratulations on Chase. I know you're excited to get him. I know you're excited for spring ball. That's going to be fun to watch your room and your guys attack spring yep. football. I'm excited about it. I've been working with these, these young guys a little bit, uh, a little bit extra um, throughout the year this year. And uh, now they know it's their time to kind of showcase some of their, their abilities. And they're excited about getting ready to get getting through Christmas. I told them, hey, enjoy your time off. When we come back, it's Good time work. to really, really dig in and um, get the grades, understand we're here academics first, but make sure football-wise is here's the time to make the, make the team in the, in the fall, here's this spring. It's how hard you work in that weight room and then how hard you work uh, in this offseason, getting yourself ready to go in the spring. Very good. I'm Pre- fired up. Congratulations. Let's go. Appreciate right. you coming in. Thank you very much. Sean Beckton with us here.